0: Dudes Watch Disney Podcast. We watch films and have a blast. Rank them all from first to last. It's our podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dudes Watch Disney Podcast. It's another bonus episode i'm jake and i'm dustin and we're talking about descendants 3 hot off the presses here we are we are in the zeitgeist of what's going on right now provided i edit this episode quickly and put it out on time yeah we were zeitgeisting it up you were all over the twitter sphere that's actually the most like twitter likes or activity or anything i've ever gotten and i've been on there for like six years so But I tweeted about a current thing and got like 26 likes from strangers, so...
1: That's what you gotta do. Oh, yeah. Hopefully plug the shit out of our show.
0: (laughs) So if you are one of those strangers who since checked us out and is now listening to our review of this episode, we're a podcast. Uh, We are both grown-ass men, and we (laughs) review Disney movies. We've been doing them all in order with a couple of bonus things thrown in, and... The reason we're doing Descendants 3 is because like a year and a half ago, we did Descendants 1, and it was one of our favorite episodes because this movie, all of these movies, I'm
1: assuming, are ridiculous and quite a bit of fun. And so... Yeah, so if you enjoy listening to this episode, go back and check out that one in our archives.
0: Right. And I figured we'd get open with a little bit of recap of the films here. So we did Descendants 1, just sort of setting the scene, you know, we got uh, magical land where all the children of famous Disney characters live. You got all the villain kids on one island and all the nice hero kids on the other island, and they sorta of cross pollinated and mixed and matched, and then we got, you know, our our main character, uh, daughter of Maleficent Mal, sort of became the queen of the big island, hooking up with the son of Beauty and the Beast. Ben. Yeah, Ben. That's pretty much where that film ben Beast. ended. And uh yeah we reviewed it we did not review Descendants 2 which came out a couple years ago Um,
1: I prepared notes on it because I thought we might but then we didn't actually do that we
0: intended to review Descendants 2 and then I didn't watch it so we just read Dustin's notes and having not seen the film uh, there's I'm going to splice in the two word like thing that I remember from that film from Dustin's notes so here's that
1: truth gummy (laughs) (laughs) all right yeah,
0: so that was the thing, and
1: the lasting effects of the truth gummies are seen in this in Descendants three because the dog can still talk. I mean, I guess even though they wore off on everyone else, and so
0: they like they didn't do a great job of like recapping stuff for this film because no. we're like forty five minutes in and then just a talking dog wanders up and accomplishes nothing <laughs> throughout the whole goddamn movie. He's just there. The, for no yeah. real purpose.
1: I believe I described it in uh, my notes and therefore in the Descendants episode as as like, what if? Uh, let me let me find the quote because it's so good. I'm so proud of myself. I was we're
0: so very funny, we so hit. let's just uh, remember the funny thing we wrote down.
1: Yeah, we hit pretty hard. I don't know if you know.
0: <laughs> That's why we're a podcast with just such a wide following <laughs> with our four oh, yeah, no. four Twitter followers.
1: <laughs> so truth serum and gives the dog the ability to speak I said what if liar liar and Beverly Hills Chihuahua had a demon baby I mean because that's
0: basically what happened there demon is emphasis on demon for that because the like because it's the shit idea the cgi mouth graphics we threw on it are pretty terrifying too
1: yeah it's it's around the same level as like the roll that beautiful bean footage like that's the <laughs> yeah. quality probably,
0: well CGI. that's probably the same budget for a, a bean commercial and a disney primetime event although i did notice uh previous descendants films whenever they came out they were on like every disney owned channel at the same time, like ABC, Freeform, all this shit. Not the case here in 2019. This film was only on Disney. I don't know. Freeform was busy showing Jurassic Park 2, The Lost World. So, uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, they <laughs> have clearly changed their marketing strategy, or Descendants 3 has just sort of fallen down the uh, rankings in terms of television priorities.
1: I would say one of the major differences from Descendants. The original Descendants and Descendants Two is that we decided to get rid of most of the adult characters. Yes, uh, in the movie, and we sort of trade off the uh, the budget that must have gone into signing all those people I'm sure Kathy and Jimmy is very expensive <laughs> yeah, uh, obviously. since she's coming to Arkansas con uh, but anyway we traded off the the money that goes into that for better songwriters because the song quality and the music quality did improve in the second one and was still pretty high for the third one as well
0: yeah I was
1: gonna see I was gonna say
0: you know I missed the second one but the third one uh these songs uh slap I believe is the term the kids use these days like uh slap of the basement sure um i don't know they started out strong and then i lost interest as the film went on but the first at least the first two were very strong like i was on board with those particularly uh well we'll get to it but audrey's song was pretty (laughs) kick-ass queen of mean
1: yeah that was good (laughs) well even the first song had a had a line in it that could be in like a legitimate like Rap song, I say, is someone who doesn't listen to, <laughs> oh yeah, rap that often. But they line uh, the streets named for us because we paved the way. That's pretty good. I feel like that could be in a yeah, yeah. in a real song. I'm sure. <laughs> Struggling to name a
0: current rapper that would do that. We're just gonna move on. Chingy? Is Chingy
1: <laughs> still a thing? <laughs>
0: yeah, probably.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, if you haven't noticed that we're old men yet. <laughs> I made a VR Trooper's tweet about this movie and I don't think that got nearly yeah. as over.
1: Right there, right there.
0: So the film opens up on a very sad note.
1: <laughs> what you doing? Not chilling at the Oh, well, you should, should yeah, okay. you should probably
0: stop That's that. Sh-
1: continuing our chingy tribute. Go ahead. So this was
0: the thing I wasn't aware of, but we open with a uh in memoriam graphic because one of the actors, uh Cameron Boyce who plays Carlos in this film, uh tragically died about a month ago, so we open up with him. <laughs> in memoriam graphic and uh very sad to see that i did not know anything about that apparently dustin did so when i texted him like holy shit did you know this he was like yeah where you been dude i'm all in the loop i thought thought you knew i'm all in the loop of disney actors don't you follow them all on instagram and twitter i don't follow i don't have an instagram for one first of all
1: okay he's like the only uh actor in the movie with a normal name like you got boo-boo you got (laughs) dove and china and you know there's a jedediah i was looking through the imdb and then you know cameron
0: oh these this gen z (laughs) and their stupid names yeah well surely boo-boo was a nickname Pour one out for Cameron Boyce, everybody. This this episode is dedicated to you, man. It Actually, it is really sad. Like, who dies of natural causes at age 20? Like, that's not
1: supposed to happen. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty awful. Had like, a, some sort of epilepsy deal. Like, I don't know. Not good, man. Right.
0: So we're going to get all that downer stuff out of the way and then go back to the dumb fart jokes we're going to make, I'm assuming. But the film opens up, and we're back in the magical land of... Oregon. <laughs> yeah. Oregon. <laughs> the most magical place uh that's 100% what it's called I promise um so we open up there and it's uh, a it's an exciting day uh they're calling it VK day which
1: is uh we do get uh, a bit of a recap where Mal introduces herself in a voiceover and mm -hmm. sort of explains where she came from and why they're doing this new tradition Uh, right
0: Because the plot of the first film was that, uh, you know, four essentially exchange students got to come over from the evil island to go to the good island. Those were our four main characters. Um, And so since they did that and they set a good example, I guess we're doing that again. So we get to draft four new kids to come across.
1: Um, I imagine this is a system that would lead to a lot of corruption along the way. You would Um, think so. (laughs) Like, how do you pick those four people? Like, I don't know.
0: Yeah, cause I'm a little curious as to their choices. The VK stands for Villain Kids, so in case you were wondering. Um, and then during the song, we do a pretty sweet chant of "When I say V, you say VK. V, K, v, K. When I say all, you say day, all day, V K all day." Just pretty. All day. <laughs> yeah, it could it could easily get over as a pro wrestling chant. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we we obviously open up with a big song and dance number where. Uh, just an observation uh front flips just count as dance moves now i've noticed like i guess this is what uh whatever the fucking mtv dance show america's best dance crew did to the world Of <laughs> just like eh, if you guys can all just do like flippy shit then <laughs> that's all that matters so that's the you know we this whole dance scene is just troops of kids like doing parkour downstairs and stuff to
1: music I imagine that's just what everyone's doing in the club these days. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> There's no way that leads to in crowded injuries. flipping around. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> the song's called It's Good to Be Bad, which is essentially rotten to the core from the first movie all over
1: again. Um, and we got so many ways to be W-I-C-K-E-D from the second movie. Mm-hmm. But in that song, they explain what they're trying to do and that they're going to pick four new kids. And then... right. Uh, they sort of huddle up and pick their four kids.
0: So really, it's clear that the third movie in, we're out of like the cool creative ideas for song titles, and we're just going for like the first shit we could think of to write down. Just uh, it's good to be bad. That'll work, <laughs> right?
1: Right at the it. bottom of the ide- of
0: me idea bucket. <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's uh, you know, it's the villain draft here. So who's gonna get to come over to the good island? And this is clearly some like seventh round draft pick shit. So we get to pick four kids. And so we start out with uh, Dizzy, who is the daughter of Drusilla, one of the ugly stepsisters from Cinderella.
1: Dizzy was introduced and featured heavily in the second half of the uh, the second installment. Okay, well, so, so that's on me for not knowing any of these kids to begin with. I, I, the, I don't think the rest of them were, but Dizzy there's, was.
0: There's a few I may have to ask you about just because it's like, is this a new character or have we seen them right. before? On a movie I saw once and reread my notes <laughs> on earlier, tonight. I? Okay. Yeah. Well, when Hades showed up and was just like, immediately, like, oh no, it's Hades. It's like, have we ever seen him? Like, is this established? No, I don't think
1: so. Okay. Yeah, I have Hades things to talk about too. Right,
0: we also draft uh, the twin sons of Smee, uh, which are,
1: <laughs> just <laughs> picture that in your head. <laughs> I have a question, first of all, who fucked Smee? <laughs> who maybe only got fucked once, and that's why there's, you know, he's got two kids, they're twins, but like, yeah. wh- who fucked Smee? <laughs>
0: These are just some, you know, late in life kids for me too, because he's an old man Maybe even in he this adopted movie. Them.
1: He could have adopted
0: them. Maybe they could be some lost boys he adopted. They don't really look like him. They look like uh, who were the fucking the like nineties hair metal band that were the twin dudes with the long blonde hair. <laughs> like them as
2: uh, fuck. I ruined my reference. The Nelson twins, Matthew and Gunnar Nelson. That's who you're thinking of.
0: They're just like blonde kids. They don't talk. They're not important.
1: And then the fourth one is uh, they,
0: their names are squeaky and squirmy. i made it.
1: Okay. We got to yeah, make I wrote sure squirmy we get me that. down, but I couldn't tell. I thought the other one was squeamy or something. I couldn't, I couldn't figure out what the first one was, but okay. Squeaky, mm-hmm. squeaky and squirmy. Right. And then Dr. Facilier's daughter is the last one. Right. And uh, her name is Celia. Celia, which
0: I, I didn't get at first. I was calling her Priscilla for a while. Cause I was just like, that's probably right. Um,
1: had subtitles on
0: I did enjoy that we uh we we sort of went to a, a more modern Disney film villain there uh Dr. Facilier is probably the only good Disney villain we've come up with in the last 10 to 15 years so I was glad he got uh included and uh you know gets to have his daughter in this now for whatever reason she gets like way babied by all the other kids like throughout she goes along on the adventure but their whole time they're like no stay out of the way like I don't know Yeah. I mean at the other I mean the other kids the twins don't get to do anything at all. Yeah, they're not at all characters and neither really
1: is Ditzy or whatever her name is. I think Dizzy, who gets more to do in uh not even really gets that much to do in the other one, really. She's basically Cinderella again. Like she works in Lady Tremaine's hair salon, which is called Curl Up and Die. And I did see uh, that. She has she has to do all the work there and you know, it's awful and she's miserable. And so now she's, you know, moving up in the world, I guess. But she doesn't do anything right through this whole movie.
0: So the movie started out in uh, Oregon, and then we cut to the island here, uh, whatever it's called, evil land or something. And then now we cut back to Oregon. So, like, I guess we're just teleporting back and forth at this point. And uh, we're still sort of setting the scene. I think at this point we're saying, you know, these kids are coming over. Uh, you know, we've, we've picked, we we've made our choices, that kind of stuff. We see a few more of the returning characters in this scene, uh, one of which is son of Dopey, whose name I never remembered, so I pretty much just called him Dopey the whole time. Also, along the same with Smee, you know, Dopey has a kid as well, so. Fair enough. Who
1: fucked Dopey? Uh, I think Doug. Is his name Doug? Yeah,
0: I think it was. He has a ponytail, which is new from the last movie I saw last. I don't know if he did in the second one. I don't remember. But I was just like, whoa, what happened here? And he looks oddly like a young Nicolas Cage. which i could not unsee so
1: yeah so one of the plot points in the first one is that because he's turning 16 ben gets to take ben beast gets to take over as king, the king of oregon right? mm-hmm. which is a little ridiculous like his parents are young and gonna live for a long time ostensibly but uh, apparently when you're 16 you get to just be running shit in this town Right. Which led to him addressing the crowd in this scene with, what's up, Oregon? Which is just like, no, you're the damn king. You can't come out here. And, what's up, y'all? Like That's not king speak.
0: Yeah, also, I mean, the first film came out like five years ago at this point. So he's like no longer 16, but I think we're still pretending he is. It is weird that like nobody, I was surprised and also like a little bit, I don't know, disappointed in the amount of like, actor retention we got in these movies because it's like wow none of y'all graduated from this to like real movies yet like you're all coming back yeah. for the third one
1: some of them have shown up in other shows that i watch though like that's a thing right like
0: you mentioned mal, mal is dove yeah, cameron was on right? shield that yeah. that was
1: the one right um, i mean i think she's done other things too but that's the where she you know <laughs> wandered into my world sure. uh, and then audrey uh was on a show called shades of blue mm. and uh the girl that plays Uma, China McLean. Something. Last name. She's on uh, Black Lightning on CW. I've
0: never even heard of that one. So, Disc- disclaimer, audience I don't watch any television shows, so I don't know who anybody is. <laughs>
1: black lightning is the only cw uh superhero show that doesn't tie into the others it's in its own i would say its own universe but then they they have a whole multiverse in the other shows where they you know have like earth one earth two whatever but it's totally separate it's still created by the same guy but it's totally its own thing all right i don't uh, i don't know why but it is
0: so yeah we're having this sort of big ceremony um the point of which is uh Mal and Ben are going to both end up on the stage together, sort of proclaiming to the people. And then at this point, Ben decides to propose to Mal. Yeah, he sort of fakes her out like they're
1: just doing a song or whatever. And then right. Gets down on one song, knee. He ends up. Yeah, right. Exactly.
0: Mm -hmm. this is uh you know exciting for mal but uh i call her sleeping beauty junior but audrey from the the first you know she's been in all these films and in the first film was dating ben before uh before mal showed up so she's very slighted by this and uh and sort of sows the seeds of what's going to be going on in this film i did like that you know we're three films in but we did sort of stick to existing characters to to be like our main villain and have their own motivation and be like driving the plot we didn't just be like oh no, here's another villain, this'll work. I mean, we kind of do that with Hades, but he's not really the main focus. The main focus is Audrey. So that was sort of more than I was expecting, you know. We also get some silliness in the scene because, uh, you know, we get uh, the fairy godmother's presence. Uh, I don't really know what she does. She's some sort of royal, like, I, what's a nice word for henchman? I'm
1: thinking she, like, runs the school, doesn't she?
0: That might have been it, yeah. Struggling to remember these minor plot points from the first film I watched, you know, over a year ago, but uh, I'm
1: pretty sure that's what it is.
0: Right. Well, she hangs out with Be- with Beauty and Queen Beauty and King Beast a lot, so she's sort of their underling. Well,
1: they're like uh, King and Queen Emeritus or something now, like since they're not <laughs> right. Since Ben is actually running things, right. But yeah, I
0: I didn't remember this from before. But the Dowager King and Queen, (laughs) but the Fairy Godmother literally just says bippity boppity in
1: like every sentence, (laughs) like which I don't. Yeah, and like not in a cute way where like they're going to replace boo with something that rhymes with boo or whatever. Like it's just bippity boppity. What are we doing, guys? Like
0: (laughs) yeah, bippity boppity, run away. Like yeah. And I don't know, but I also uh, was fell down an IMDb hole. And the lady that plays Fairy Godmother was also in Ready to Rumble. So there's that for you.
1: How about that? Yeah,
0: she was like the nerd girl. I didn't
1: know anyone in Ready to Rumble was still making movies, but apparently. Well, uh, we don't have time to go into Rose McGowan. I mean, David Arquette's not. He's just wrestling.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's where he ended up 20 years later. But she was, uh, Wendy, I believe was the character name. And she was the nerd girl that Dave, no, the other guy, Scott Kahn fell for, I think. <laughs> I'm just... mm. It's been a while since I've seen that movie. Um, so yeah, so now we're going to pick up the kids that are, that are making the trick. And, uh, we get this like Waluigi ass limo pulling up. It's just bright purple and got
1: like a Mal custom
0: light uh license plate on the front, um,
1: Right, I assume that just exists to make Audrey even more jealous. You know, just one more way of rubbing it in.
0: Probably. So
1: yeah, and we basically just teleport back to the island
0: again, and uh, then we get sort of the oh, let's load up in this limo and go, everybody. Oh, it's going to be such an exciting trip for you. Which you know, we saw we saw the original version of this when in the first movie when the main kids were coming over, and you know they got to eat like Reese's for the first time because for whatever reason there's no candy and sweets on the. Uh, you know the island of misfit toys or whatever which seems like there should just be only candy and sweets like this is where the villains That's are That's what I was thinking. Right. But uh so yeah and then they even mention like uh I think it might be Celia comes on or something and is like uh, oh, I'm real excited to try this ice cream business, and it's like you guys have like you know opened up this road back and forth like five years ago,
1: and you haven't brought ice cream back to them yet. Like, what are you doing? Right. You guys are some shitty friends. Yeah. Later in the movie, Uma explains what a coconut is to her well, sidekicks, and like, you know. they're baffled. I mean, true. which coconut's <laughs> not even candy? Like, yeah, that's co- an actual like <laughs> coconut. Sucks. So I'm not <laughs> like
0: upset well, sure, about but that. But, one. Like,
1: why would that be banned from the island? Like. <laughs>
0: coconuts live exclusively on islands
1: (laughs) yeah that's (laughs) science
0: are you are you suggesting that coconuts migrate
1: (laughs) it could have been carried
0: (laughs) there's also a fun line here where evie is talking to i can't remember who somebody and uh Uh, Evie is the daughter of the evil queen, by the way. She's sort of Mal's best friend reintroducing these characters. Blue hair. Yeah. Blue hair. Uh, Terrible hair extensions. (laughs) I mean, those are all over this movie, but hers seemed the worst. But yeah, there's a fun joke where like whoever's talking to her is like, Oh, you, do you really have a castle? That's so cool. And she's like, well, it's more of a starter castle. (laughs) Like, which I thought that was funny.
1: As they gather up the kids to leave, Mm -hmm. uh,
0: yeah, we're going as to they the, try to go back through the you know the big gate. There's a barrier. You know, we got to open the barrier to let
1: everybody through. And uh, as they're driving through, speaking of blue hair, right? <laughs> uh, Hades makes an appearance, right? And Hades uh, is like
0: a grown ass man with a leather jacket and like paintbrush ass hair coming off of his head. Like we didn't have a right. Yeah, I have. S- I have several questions about the way Hades looks. Yeah, we didn't have like a fire budget to, to just constantly have on his head, I guess. So instead, he's just got right. spiky blue hair, and that's supposed to be enough.
1: Right. I mean, he's like stereotypical, like 80s punk rock. Uh, right. I don't understand. Bad boy. Why that's his look. Right. And in theory, we don't know this at this point in the movie, but we find out later on he is uh, Mal's father, mm-hmm. which means he and Mal's mother got it on at some point we're assuming right he seems way young for her like for Maleficent yeah possibly Yay. as He did look... Now, possibly, as a god, maybe he doesn't age. Maybe that's it. I don't know, but... I don't know how... He doesn't look much older than the kids. I don't know
0: how old Kristen Chenoweth is. that I want to, like, assume. But this guy did look young, but I looked him up, and he was, like, in his 40s, so... Because I was kind of like, is this guy really supposed to be Mal's dad? Because I'm guessing he's, like, 32 or something. Like, this is a little bit weird with the age here, but apparently the actor is older. But he basically rushes the uh the barrier and like punches it with his fist and holds it open and it's like oh shit this villain's gonna escape and we don't know anything about him or his motivation or why he doesn't act or sound like James Woods like he should but uh he just uh you know is trying to break through and then Mal has to fight him off so she uses her dragon ability that she apparently got in the last film that I didn't watch and uh (laughs) you know flies I
1: thought it showed up at the end of the first descendants no no
0: her maleficent turned into a dragon and well, she yeah, had to have like a stare down like with her also
1: went dragon with her but no
0: i don't think so i think it was just no, one okay dragon. it happened in the second one then when
1: she was battling uh
0: uma i did see a brief amount of the second one before the third one came on and they were just dancing on a ship with some water on the ground so yeah just, that's a thing that's really all i needed um When Hades rushes the door, uh, uh, the fairy godmother goes, bippity-boppity, run! So, like, that's how much effort we put into her dialogue.
1: Also, keep in mind how far away they are, right? Like, he's not approaching the uh Oregon side of the bridge like they're on the far end of this shit of a very long bridge yeah how they can see this back in Oregon I don't know wasn't there like a television feed or something that they were broadcasting up uh, on
0: the castle maybe that, that I don't know like we just dragged a screen there in windows movie maker or something
1: like it didn't at all blend I looked up who Hades was as well, because uh, I thought he looked a lot like Michael Keaton, like I was convinced he was somehow related to <laughs> oh, Okay, related. <laughs> yeah. I, not, I know that. it's not him. Surely. I that, that could be Michael Keaton's kid or grandkid. He's very old. Uh, yeah. But apparently not.
0: I was going to say, he is Batman, no, I get is it. an it Oscar award him. winner. Um, you know, he was recently that. the main villain of a huge Spider-Man movie.
1: But they got Kathy a Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> for a one-off, they could have got <laughs> Michael Keaton. Yeah, I'm no, sure. No, I didn't think they got Michael Keaton. I thought they got Michael Keaton's son. I'm sure Kathy and Jimmy's
0: uh, schedule is pretty free these days since King of the Hill's been off the air for a long no, time.
1: Coming to Arkansas, Con.
0: <laughs> I'm aware. So we have a dragon and Hades, like, laser fight here, and Hades, like, zaps Mal you know briefly she turns back you know from a dragon into her human self and is just kind of like holding her stomach so like that's the power of this uh, panting right she gets a slight stomach ache from this giant fucking laser beam she could feel her power
1: being drained from her she tells the others sure um but basically they but uh, by blowing on him (laughs) backs him up because they were like use your powers or whatever and like I thought oh shit she's gonna burn this fucker but no she just (laughs)
0: So that's how he you, goes Oh, well he's he's fire type you know you gotta blow out the fire obviously i, I guess i'm sure flying is good against
1: fire in pokemon logic i don't know it's, it's a shame we didn't have any uh video recording of what just happened as i acted out that scene wow that's <laughs> basically what he did
0: yeah you can imagine um and then we get to the you know we cut back and then we got audrey with her queen of mean song uh just embracing this uh new heel persona of hers where she's just she's been she's been done wrong and she's got to take it back uh she breaks into them she's been done wrong
1: and did we mention uh her grandma being shitty to her too like i don't recall did we mention that uh, who, Yeah. who's her grandma? so like she's pissed when the <coughs> the woman standing next to her <laughs> was it <that> the old <laughs> racist Sleeping lady Mom. from the first yeah okay
0: the racist lady yeah. from the
1: first one, who's still kind of like, I don't think we should let those people over here. <laughs> like that's kind of her right. attitude. That woman, <laughs> yeah. Uh, when she's already upset, you know, about not being proposed to and how, you know, it could have been her or whatever. Right. Uh, her grandma's like, yeah, you let her whole family down. Like <laughs> your mom could keep a prince, and she wasn't even awake. You know, blah blah. blah. Like <laughs> just really shitty yeah. to her. Uh-huh. Um, so that sort of builds mm-hmm. what what uh eventually happens with her transformation her pouting and then song queen of mean all right which uh
0: this was my favorite song of the bunch i can't fucking remember how it went now but it was good i remember that <laughs> it had a, a hip-hop feel it did <laughs> but yeah so while she's singing and uh uh you know em- embracing this new attitude she uh breaks into the museum which we saw a museum in the first film of just where all the villain artifacts are uh and she breaks in and steals the queen's crown and scepter too i guess cuz she just has a scepter the rest yep. of the film and uh i think it's
1: maleficent's scepter and the queen's crown okay yeah they're not re- she, I wrote related audrey raps about yeah audrey raps about sadness queen of mean great heel turn song i thought so and then yeah like you said she steals the scepter and the crown and that causes her transformation into uh you know evil Audrey. Right.
0: Which means her hair turns like purple and blue and pink or something and she gets a new like villain dress and that's about it, really. Um So then now we cut back to uh Queen Beauty and King Beast, uh like, you know, getting mad at the kids for the, all this has happened. They find out the Queen's crown has been stolen and they're very upset and uh you know they're also mad about the Hades barrier thing. And so basically Mal comes to the decision that like by letting this barrier be open, we're putting everyone in danger. So the only thing we can do is close the barrier forever. So that's uh, that's the decision Mal has made. And I'm sure it will in no way come back
1: to bite her. Right. And it I think it is worth noting at this point that no one else suggested it. This was Mal's idea. Like, maybe they True. were all thinking it or whatever, but she's the one that said, I know what we have to do. We have to close it permanently. Exactly. Like, they they didn't
0: even... Didn't even entertain any other options. Just like, uh, nah, um, goodbye, everybody. We're done with this. Shut it down. So then we cut to a conversation with uh, Evie and Mal uh, talking to each other, you know, their best buds. Uh, I'm sure what they were saying important, but I was too busy writing uh, too busy commenting on just their random like fashion accessories that I don't understand because they're both wearing gloves that don't even cover like a third of their hand. It's like what is the point of this? Like they're just like weird fingertip gloves that like connect on the wrist or something. <laughs> it's gotta I have don't... an attitude. What even purpose could that serve? <laughs> What if my fingers were cold, but no other part of
1: my hand was? So then there's a cake that's missing part of it. Yes. Right? That's well, the next. Conver-
0: yes. Well, the conversation that happens here is also kind of important because Evie makes nope, a big I, deal it's about- That's not a like,
1: bin I didn't write it down.
0: Evie makes a big deal about how she trusts Mal and she knows Mal will do the right thing and keep them from, you know, blaming all this new shit that's going on on the villains and, you know, enacting some sort of punishment on them. And uh, she trusts her not to close the barrier, which is 100% what she's doing. And this is, like, the first time one of the three side characters from the first film has gotten to talk, like, at all. And we're a good half hour into the movie. Like, and that's sort of, you know, that this movie gets very crowded as it goes on because we have first movie characters, second movie characters, and third movie characters all in the same group together, and no one has much to do. So we had Carlos and uh Boo Boo Jay was his name, son son of Jafar. Um Right. With
1: Street Rat, but Jafar's fine with him being a street rat.
0: <laughs> right. So they just really have had nothing to do so far and Evie's kind of been involved as well. Um
1: yeah, I mean in the in our review of the first one we talked about how Mal's really only personality trait is she's conflicted. And they have to talk about how she's conflicted in every single scene that she's in, in every song that happens. She's just she just stays conflicted, and so that's what we're back to. <laughs> Two doing films in this later, one. And... yeah, same deal. <laughs> right, guess what? She's conflicted, and Evie still being nice. Mm-hmm. Like
0: Evie should really be the one running this shit. Like she is clearly got everything together. Like, and she is the the force that keeps everybody from fighting in the later half of this movie. Like, mm-hmm. she's not getting her dues. It's not fair.
1: Spending all her time with uh, Doug. Yeah. Son of Dopey, but yeah, so
0: it's uh, it's James. All
1: I know is if you're lonely out there, both Dopey and Smee found somebody. <laughs> so you know, don't give up. Yeah,
0: someone's There's still a, We don't know who they found, but woof, somebody. <laughs> but yeah, so it's, Dopey has
1: young kids. They're not Dopey. Uh, Smee has young kids too. That's like true. he found somebody. late in out life. here. Oof.
0: Maybe it was Tinkerbell. Maybe she had some sort of spell to make her not a tiny fairy. Possible. I
1: mean, okay.
0: (laughs) Also, Hook's kid is later in this movie, and he doesn't interact with Smee or Smee's kids at any point, which I feel like is a missed opportunity. Like, he should be bossing them around, surely. Why else have them here?
1: Yeah, that would make sense. Um.
0: So it's Jane's birthday, because, by the way, there are more characters in this film still. (laughs) Jane is the daughter of the fairy godmother, and she's got mm-hmm. a birthday and having a party that, like, nobody has arrived on time to. <laughs> so so the kids are there with the birthday cake. And then a piece is missing. And they're like, oh, no, what happened? And then it's it's the new kids that got brought with them, Celia and Dizzy and whoever else. And we cut to them. They're eating the cake. And they... <laughs> um, are very appreciative that this cake has, like, sugar and tastiness in it instead of uh, dirt, (laughs) like, apparently, the cakes (laughs) that they have. (laughs) I I really like that it's not full of dirt. And also, when she said dirt, I thought she said turds at first. So it's just like, oh, geez, (laughs) Things must be terrible on that island. (laughs) You
1: should be more grateful next time you have cake and it's not so good or whatever. Just be like, I'm glad it doesn't have dirt in it, or turds, for that matter.
0: So while they're eating the cake... Audrey just poofs there with her new magic and shit and turns Mal into an old hag
1: immediately. So, like, we're not messing around. And they do say that no spell can break anything that comes from the scepter. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's consistent with what's been happening in the previous movies.
0: <laughs> I think we just... Uh, somebody who didn't know what they were saying just
1: said that. It's just like, oh, don't even try. Like, you can't break that. <laughs> just, right. just write so that they off. just go along with it. We'll talk about the the spell more in a second um but yeah so she's old and there's moves s- some and magic kind of stuff there's
0: some magic rock paper scissors shit going on here that has not been properly what I explained don't understand,
1: like so she told her into an old turned her into an old hag so that Ben wouldn't be interested in her anymore mm-hmm. but the others figured out who she was right away i feel like Ben <laughs> would have believed her <laughs> probably. Like, especially in a world where magic is a thing like if this happened in actual Oregon this could be confusing <laughs> yeah. but in this Oregon that's in the story like they they got magic there like it shouldn't be surprising hey, that you think people's oh, yeah, appearances change all the time
0: mm-hmm. like right and like a 30 second explanation of like hey someone did a magic thing to me i'm just like oh okay well let's see if we can sort this out but evie says like oh we'll we'll give you a makeover and uh you know she tries to walk her off but obviously as an old hag she's now slow as fuck so she's like no wait
1: <laughs> and then has to evie has to go back and sort of push her
0: but they decide that and they hades is the only one the only can thing help.
1: right Hades can't use any other spell the only thing
0: is hades ember yeah because what if hades had a magical item that gave him his
1: powers for right which reasons. i thought and we'll see this as we move on i thought it was gonna be harder to get yeah hades ember than it was like i thought they were gonna have to sneak in and he was gonna be i assumed he was gonna be the actual big bad in this uh you would think uh, uh, movie kind of ended uh, up
0: no. being more like a dude with a heart of gold kind of thing at the end but right um my next note says, I missed something, and now there's motorcycles and a talking dog. Because <laughs> that's what we cut to. Um, so I think uh, all of the main the main good guys got on motorcycles to ride back to the island. Is that what happened? They did, okay. yes, yes. And then the dog uh, is like, like,
1: drive safe or some shit. But like,
0: where did he come from, and why is he yes. here?
1: The dog belongs to Carlos. Which um, makes sense because Carlos is discovers the son. he loves dogs.
0: He's the son yeah. of Cruella Deville.
1: Right, he was afraid of dogs in the first descendants, but then he discovers he loves them and Even uh, though
0: Cruella was
1: not afraid of dogs, like that's not what her character was. Maybe she became afraid of them after they ruined her life. I don't know. <laughs> She's afraid of uh, who knows? dogs running her off the road in her car. <laughs> Perhaps. Uh Anyway, so, yes, they take motorcycles
0: over there. Right, and now we cut to Jane and her party that nobody has arrived to yet.
1: She's just like, I think well, she... Well, not nobody, because Chad is there trying to... Yeah, I didn't remember who, on her a little who bit. Chad was, so... Chad is Prince Charming. Right. Uh, or Prince Charming's son, Chad Charming. And he hooked up with... Uh... Bad
0: Audrey, right after Audrey got kicked to the side by Ben in the right, first Right, but I film. think they broke up in the in the second one. Right, so he's just kind of a dumbass as his character. But they do have a funny yeah.
1: In the second one, he tried to take over the throne. Oh, okay, um, and was, failed miserably. Something involving assuming. a three D printer. I don't, he printed his own crown. Yeah, it's that a counts. Whole thing. Can you
0: just do that?
1: <laughs> the three D printer was a had a big role in the second one um, of all
0: the things. There was a funny line where he and Jane are talking, where Jane says like, "Why isn't Mal here yet? Like, it's my birthday party." And then, uh, I-, I guess it was uh, Chad says something like, "Well, maybe it's a cultural thing. Like, maybe they don't come to birthday parties." <laughs> it's just like, yeah, oh, maybe they don't even have birthdays. Okay. I mouth. mean, I guess that's open-minded, but <laughs> it's also a little <laughs> just like writing off a culture. Just like, I don't know, they could that could be a thing with them. And it's like, I don't know. But then Audrey shows up at this party and starts talking shit to all the extras that are attending it, because none of the important characters are here. And, uh... Right. Basically, uh... I called him this douche because I didn't remember his name was Chad, but Chad... Chad Charming. Chad Charming pretty much immediately signs up to be her lackey. Is just like, do you need a sidekick? I'll be your sidekick. Like, he's right on board. And their relationship gets weirdly kinky. Like, she is way into ordering him around, and he seems kind of into it himself. We'll get back to that, but... Yeah, that's that's uncomfortable for everybody but first she has to sing an evil
1: happy birthday song and
0: put everybody to sleep with like knockout gas
1: Mm-hmm. except for jane who has the uh you know the wherewith it all to jump in the enchanted lake right which was apparently right next to them so yeah, well if you're gonna have a birthday party why wouldn't you have it at the enchanted lake i guess so
0: i mean that's as good a place as any right <laughs>
1: The lake uh, had a big role in the first one as well, where that was, you know, big, (laughs) played an important role in the first one where, you know, Mal put the spell
0: on. uh, There was, yeah, there was one scene where Ben swam in the lake and later was like, I'm not like uh, brainwashed anymore because I swam in the lake that we didn't mention was magical until right now. Yep. So Jane calls up Ben, who Ben is like, I'm about to leave for your party because no one showed up on time. <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. like, no, we got a problem. Like, you know, Audrey's here wrecking shit. Where's Mal? Do you know? And he doesn't know. So and then we cut back to the uh, the evil island where all our, our main kids are. And uh, yeah, so Mal is just suddenly back to normal, which we explained by saying, Evil magic doesn't work here, obviously. So because of that, she's just no longer a hag.
1: I'm okay with that because, like, the whole point of the island is to keep them from being bad, or at least contain their badness. It's like there's a magical shield, so that sort of dispelled everything. Also, she
0: could be out of range.
1: What I'm not okay with is when she comes back to Oregon, (laughs) she's not an old lady anymore. We just never. I don't think that's addressed. Like, Mm -mm. so I was like, oh, she's gonna be old, but no. she's normal she's just herself again
0: the fuck all right (laughs) yeah so uh basically celia is is leading them uh they they stop off with her dad dr facilier but they're sort of en route to going to see hades and everything um so they stop by the voodoo arcade which is dr facilier's hideout and where all these kids are hanging
1: out too he uh reminds his daughter that she should make sure to get something for herself you know look out for herself keep mm-hmm. a little something on the side um does, does she ever do that like nope that doesn't pay off in any way
0: um, No, uh i did think the actor that played dr facilier got pretty close with the voice like he had his his mannerisms down from the movie um which i, I was pretty impressed with yeah
1: but again that didn't pay off in any way later in the movie right other than she decides than, she wants to go back to him, yeah. but other than here he is so she Celia explains to Mao that it is Hades nap time. Uh, so she ought to be able to sneak in relatively easily, and like makes perfect sense. Why he's supposed to be a god? Why does he have like? like I guess Odin sleep is a thing. But yeah, there like, you go. And why is it a publicized like everyone on the island... Oh, it's Haley. It's uh, Hades nap time. Like everyone, chill.
0: We don't want to make too much noise.
1: Well, yeah why would everyone know when he naps especially i, I don't understand any of this
0: <laughs> uh, why not um uh also while this is going on all their bikes get stolen by characters that i didn't
1: know yet but i thought oh, one yes, of one I, of them is the son of captain hook and one is the son of uh of gaston
0: right i just wrote jimmy havoc stole their bike because that's pretty much what son of captain hook looks like
1: yeah i don't know their names
0: uh I wrote. I think Harry, Harry Hook, and uh, Gill is the son of Gaston. Gill is basically the exact same character as Jay from Son of Jafar. Just like two dumb meatheads that later in the film just become best friends, which is actually pretty great. But we approach Hades. Uh, you know secret cave home i guess it's like a sewer tunnel that he he lives in and there's a sign of like it says like a beware of dog sign and it's got a picture of a three-headed dog on it and it's like oh shit cerberus is here we should have brought that cake from the previous scene that would have been really useful <laughs> Cause that's that's a greek mythology canon there you need some cake to take care of him yep uh, but no. And uh, turns out uh, we probably blew our CGI budget already, so we, we don't have this <laughs> any sort of interaction with a dog. Because it turns nope, out he's it's not even real.
1: It's, yeah, just a record. Mm-hmm. So uh,
0: we go into this little tunnel, and uh, we get on what I immediately described as a silly ass vehicle. Because it's a. <laughs> We make a big thing, first of all, about how we have to be quiet in this tunnel, and then we get into this, like, squeaky, like, tandem bicycle that, like, we climb on and we pedal very slowly to travel down these, like, train tracks, and we... Like first of all, it would this, at the rate we're going, it would literally be the same speed if they walked. And then also, we pedal it for like twenty feet and then get off, and <laughs> it's like, well, we're done. It, like none of it. There was what was the point of any of that? So we we get to Hades, uh, and he is asleep, and it's playing a recording of dogs, and the record starts skipping, and for some reason, we turn the record player off, which wakes Hades up. So like, why did we do that?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't understand that. Um,
0: and then he says like he talks to celia who i guess visits him frequently and is like what are you doing here or something and she's like oh i just brought you your corn and like tosses a can of (laughs) corn at him which was definitely the most out of left field part of this movie
1: right yeah there's not a payoff for that either like there's just just (laughs) random like no there's not a cream corn there's not a setup for that i think (laughs) that was the payoff (laughs) that too yeah just odd and Mm. then of course that's when he notices that Mal is there,
0: too. Mal and, yeah. is there, and then we get the reveal of just like, how are you doing, daughter? Or like one of those lines that like no one would ever say in that way. But yeah, Hades is Mal's dad. Spoilers. Um, right, and we just
1: mentioned that Evie already knows later on. Uh,
0: yeah, and she's apparently the only one who knows this. So yeah, we we talk about the ember here. She needs the ember. He doesn't want to give her It won't work if it's wet. Yeah, we later mention it won't work if it's <laughs> wet, just because...
1: Uh, I, <laughs> I guess it puts the
0: fire out yeah but it's not on fire it's just a <laughs> blue rock <laughs> puts the fire out i don't know and then we sing a meatloaf ass song here it <laughs> was so like, bad it's it's the worst song of the movie and it's hades song like that shouldn't even be possible hades should have the best song in any situation he didn't yeah, get either a song the best
1: song or no song like, right because he doesn't get a song even, yeah. in hercules
0: because it would or because he's too old great. like why <laughs> Why are we giving this
1: grown-up a song?
0: Like yeah, I don't know. But it's, it's you know, it's like straight up the song from Rocky Horror that Meatloaf sings when he busts in on a motorcycle. But it's also a duet with Mal about, uh, yeah, it's, you're a shitty dad. No, but you
1: weren't. <laughs> no, I'm yeah, not. <laughs> it's just bad all the way around. Mm-hmm. I like that we couldn't just have him be her uh, deadbeat dad or whatever. We had to make it very clear that he and Maleficent were married at one point. It couldn't just be, you know, that she was a deadbeat dad. He does point out a couple times. That That was probably a Disney mandate.
0: Just like, we can't, like, imply that, so make sure you name drop. We were married in there. Uh, the, the The best part of the song though is Celia occasionally in the background like
1: pops in from behind a pillar or something and goes like, woo like <laughs> right when she's just eavesdropping in their family you know drama here, but then right.
2: Ooh, hoo, hoo, hoo.
1: like I'm just part of things. <laughs> do what you gotta do is the name of the song. Uh,
0: basically, there's some line about like, hades used to be a god and he still has powers but he doesn't have his god powers he just has this rock and it's like genie with his semi-phenomenal nearly cosmic powers here uh not really explained how or why
1: but that's where we are nope and you know it just gives gives the rock away
0: yeah as they're walking away uh mal tells celia to keep her secret about you know don't tell anyone hades is my dad keep this juicy information to yourself um right i don't know who would celia even tell like what difference would it make so let me cut back to ben he's trying to sort out this whole everybody got gassed at the party situation it's like he's calling people trying to
1: organize sort of a manhunt for audrey
0: right and he's also like we need all the gas masks in the city like don't you have any and you know it's just him on the phone trying to take care of the situation at which point audrey shows up and uh she named she calls him Binny Boo, which was her little pet name for him back in the in the first film. And mm-hmm. uh she she has a plan which I described as sextortion, where she is uh going to blackmail him to get back together with her and make her the queen. And so that's uh you know, she's gotta says he's gotta get rid of Mal and give her the crown and all this kind of shit. And he obviously wants no part of that, but he doesn't yeah, want it's everyone not okay in know that. Yeah, doesn't want everyone in the kingdom to get destroyed, you know? But she gets, has a pretty good line here that I thought was, like, uh, pretty great. Uh, she says, Most people get dumped because they aren't good enough. I wasn't bad enough. <laughs> and so now that's mm-hmm. her, her whole new attitude. <laughs> so then she says, Oh, you know, we got to i'm putting everyone to sleep sleeping's too good i'm not you know we got to upgrade from that so then he starts she starts turning people to stone and she zaps Ben. and And i
1: assume that she she turned him to stone too but that
0: didn't happen yeah we later reveal that's not the case um why which why wouldn't she like (laughs) that would get him out of the way and no longer be a threat but she wants to embarrass him instead i guess Really, yeah, I think the yeah, only person get that gets turned to stone is the fairy godmother, right? We just that she's the only one we show.
1: No, they talk about someone else, someone, someone else that's in the band. Um, they run into. I don't remember her name now, but like a minor ass character.
0: <laughs> was Mulan in this movie again? I didn't see. I don't her, think so. so. No, maybe they were talking about her.
1: I don't think. No, um, she wasn't in the band though. She was on the soccer team, wasn't she? No, I don't remember. But that's don't remember. in the second one. Yeah, yeah. never mind.
0: What about the sport with the kill zone that they play, <laughs> like death ball? That's or what something. I mean. It's not actually soccer. It's
1: not even related to soccer. Um, it's their bullshit version of uh, of uh... Quidditch. Yes, that's the one. So, so I like, no. think of it was Snodgrass, <laughs> which is definitely not it. What <laughs> Snodgrass? I don't know. Okay, that's a wizard game. You know, Snodgrass. <laughs> gobstones i don't fucking know
0: (laughs) so then we cut to everybody from the second movie that i didn't watch they all (laughs) join in we get uma who's the daughter of ursula and we get Mm -hmm.
1: harry i think who is Hook. harry hook who is whose accent has, was all over the place in this oh yeah, movie yeah i wrote that in my notes for the last one who told hook to talk that way but he, <laughs> so he meant to be scottish has both of his well according to the the uh, subtitles which i had turned on yes it okay. said scottish accent but i don't, I don't know <laughs> anyway he has both his hands but also carries a hook with him too because you know he cut off his dad's hand i guess i don't know if that's ever that's never really explained sure um
0: and then also Gil, son of Gaston, which he got Gaston's stupidity, but no other Gaston characteristics. Like, there's no charisma. Mm-hmm. This guy could not lead a barroom sing-along. He's just, no. he's just a dumbass. <laughs> so Uma steals the ember from Mal because she doesn't like Mal and doesn't like how Mal's going to do things because she's going to... You know, she doesn't trust that she feels like the villains are being still held down, even with Mal, you know, in power in the other city. So she basically blackmails her, uh, you know, hanging on to the emperor and is like, no, we need to get every VK off of this uh, aisle. I wrote the wrong aisle on my notes that I wrote aisle like in the supermarket. <laughs> no, <laughs> this is get them
1: out of aisle seven.
0: <laughs> this is like Gilligan's aisle. It's one of those They're stuck in the frozen <laughs> foods. And then everybody's fighting and Evie tries to win them over with gum, which sadly doesn't
1: work. But she's like, I have gum. Does anyone want some? Uh, which, I mean, the answer to that is always yes. Like, like, why? who
0: turns down gum?
1: If they didn't even want gum, although maybe the people from the aisle didn't even know what it was, since they're not allowed candy. Could be. They're not on the candy aisle. <laughs> so... Uh, Mal promises to let them all come over, even though she's already, and we already know. Promised the exact opposite. Exactly. Now, you know, she could have said that then, and it would have made things easier later, but, you know, good guys, be dumb.
0: She's got to be conflicted first. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, uh, we are now, everybody walks back over to Aradon and, uh, uh, this is when two dumb meatheads of the group, Gil and Jay, just sort of realize that they were made for each other. And uh, <laughs> in a very Dustin-ass moment over here, uh, Gil walks up to this pile of fruit in a bowl and is just like, What are these, cantaloupes? And starts eating them. And then uh, Jay's like, No, those are grapes. And he's like, Whoa, I like grapes. <laughs> and then just keeps eating them, which is a d- discovery Dustin made in, like in his early 20s. <laughs>
1: It's true i thought for a long time i didn't like them and then you know i had one one day and then and it walked up thing. to
0: me it was like you know grapes are pretty good
1: <laughs> so this is the thing that you know seven-year-olds go through uh, but for me at, you know 24 it's like you tried grapes man like what is this and then like a year later it was twix like i just knew i didn't like twix like get out of here but how
0: do you wait that long to try a candy <laughs>
1: Look, you know what you like. You don't go wasting your time getting, you know, maybe I might like this. You're not just taking a flyer on some candy. Like, you're getting what you like. Snickers, Butterfinger, Reese's Cup, M&M's. These are things I know I like. Twix, I don't know. I might not like it. I don't like crunch. (laughs) Nestle crunch. (laughs) They're not the same. Just crunch in general. Anything that crunches. Nestle's crunch, yes.
0: There's, so there's this nice old man on my mail route that like will occasionally walk out and bring me candy. And it's like, oh, Does thanks, he try man. to get
1: you in his van too? He or?
0: does. It's not weird. It's a little weird. I mean, he's just giving candy to a stranger, but sure. But it like, he gives me like almond joys. And I'm just like, oh, like, I don't want this. Like, do you have any better candy? Do not give me the thing with coconut in it. So I've just been taking it and throwing it away. So This could be going on for like a year. We'll see. Couldn't you take it to your wife or something? Like, she doesn't like it either. Oh, well,
1: okay.
0: Nobody wants coconut in their candy. I also bought Kelsey a German chocolate cake once without, Which not, also without knowing. Which is coconut. I didn't know what that was. I was just like, that sounds like an important cake. People talk about that.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was talking about that the other day because I don't understand how it got its name. Like, I don't get it. Because, like, that. don't C- have coconuts, coconuts in Germany. Like, that's not a thing. You already said they only live on islands. <laughs> Maybe it was named maybe. after someone named German. I don't know. Oh, I suppose. I thought you were gonna say maybe it was named after someone named Coconut. <laughs> it's not called coconut cake. That's a different thing. Where the hell were we? Um, um, guarantee all they can leave. Uh, dance fight versus armor. So, well, there was a few things. Before. Yeah. No. Yeah, we're pretty much to dance fight versus armor. All right, I'm gonna warn you ahead of time. This is when my wife came in with fried Oreos. So, <laughs> holy shit! Yeah, I may have been a little distracted. Did she fry them herself? Yes, with uh, with the air fryer thing, which is a whole nother discussion. That's awesome. Yes. Wow. So it's like I'm paying attention, but not really, because I'm eating fried I Oreos. Don't, I don't. Also, blame I you. got something called a fifth degree burn. <laughs> I don't know what that was. That
0: can't be. <laughs> that can't be real.
1: Well, we only had so many Oreos, and so she had extra, like, breading left over, so she just shoved a couple kisses in that one, and then fried those, but I didn't get and warned ahead of time on that, so, like, I just took a bite, and just chocolate everywhere, and it was so burning and awful. So, fifth degree burned. It's a thing. Yeah. Anyway, so some shit happened, and then...
0: <laughs> there was a line that... Uh... Gaston's dumbass kid said because a talking dog is with them and he's like oh this dog talks and he's like yes I'm also good at cuddles and he's like I've never cuddled with a dog before just my dad's elk head like that's Mm
1: -hmm. you know that's his weirdo life Um, so they go to the castle looking for Ben
0: mm mm-hmm and then there's this room with just suits of armor in it. And the Mal and Uma are just constantly fighting with each other about who should be in charge. And then the armor gets like enchanted from far away with by uh, Audrey. And then they all start yeah. getting, getting ready to attack them, but doing it rhythmically. So. Yes, uh,
1: where I wrote dance spell the fuck question mark. Because this scene <laughs> was fighting. the dumbest.
0: Right. Watch your back is the name of the song.
1: Right, because the whole time leading up to that, uh, Mal and Uma are doing the whole, I'm the leader, I'll say when we go thing of like, (laughs) back and forth of who gets to pick what they do.
0: Evie sings a lot of verses in this song trying to be like, stop fighting, you dumbasses, and then, you know, take charge. Doesn't really work. Um, And then the one cool thing I thought about this was uh, Carlos and Jay work together and they do one of their like double team sports moves in the background from the first movie where like jay like holds a shield no carlos like holds a shield and jade like jumps and does some parkour shit off of it to to, like attack the knight dude and i was like hey i remember that good good touch there (laughs) um but then it gets real stupid because we stop fighting the armor and then mal like enchants the armor and makes the armor start dancing like shaking Mm. their hips and they copy whatever moves they
1: do and then they take turns on the center podium Uh, right yeah (laughs) Which is, yeah,
0: it, they lost me by this point. And yeah, then it's really stupid. And then the arm, you know, they win, I guess. The armor stops working. And then they, like, you know, the two girls that won't stop fighting are like, yeah, we did it. And they start to high five, but don't. And they just freeze there with their hands, like in a way no <laughs> one has ever done. <laughs> wait like, wait you a can't, minute. You can't stop mid
1: high five. Like, that's right. not a thing. I mean, you could, the only way you could is if you give them the old Ric Flair, like, ah, <laughs> and you fix your hair. Just like yeah, either we... Ric Flair or Poppy.
0: <laughs> so then we go, we try to track down uh, Audrey's room to see if we can find her or find clues or something. So I guess this is like her dorm room at the school. Um, mm-hmm.
1: This is Uma's idea. Um, right. Which Mal, Mal wanted, give her credit Mal wanted for to go later. to the castle. Right. They still aren't working together. But Uma reads through her diary and figures out where she's at. Using a lot right. of pronouns which is... here. but. Uma, yeah. Uma reads Audrey's diary and figures out where right. Audrey is, which is at the
0: cabin in the woods in uh, from Sleeping Beauty, where Sleeping Beauty was raised, where all those dumbass fairies were trying to make a cake that time. We get more scenes here with Jay and Gill. They eat stuff off of a plant together, and it's just like,
1: isn't this great? Yeah, high five! And there's uh, <laughs> not really payoff for that either.
0: No, just <laughs> did we just become best friends? Like right, that's like the I thought
1: it was going to be that like those berries were poisoned because then it it like later on shows what we figure out is beast but i thought like maybe mm. that was one of them became a werewolf because he ate those berries and like maybe that's what we were doing there's like oh that's just beast uh okay uh <laughs> scratch that
0: i kind of wondered if we were gonna go uh like because all most everybody in this film is coupled up with somebody else you know like uh you know carlos is with jane and you know evs with dopey so everyone's kind of got someone but you know jay and uh gill didn't and i didn't know maybe we were gonna go that direction you know that could be you know that's generally accepted even in in, even in like kids movies and tv shows now and you know i thought disney might go that way and they never did but i'm sure the internet would have been all over it if they did but the movie just kind of ends with them like high-fiving and like, you know, chest bumping and stuff instead. They
1: are essentially the same person. That's not always what you want in a relationship. Uh
0: I mean, they're the fucking Spider-Man meme pointing at each other. That's the whole thing. (laughs) But, you know. always on the lookout. It was like, are we gonna do this? And then it's like, no, we're not doing this. We're not gonna get that gutsy with this dumb TV movie with singing fights with armor and shit.
1: So meanwhile, the dudes are out doing that. Uh, Evie comes across mm-hmm. the guy we've named Doug. Uh <laughs> I think it is. Finds him, you know, laying prone. And Dopey Jr. They all know that the only way to fix that is true love's first kiss. But
0: to, to which she says, uh we actually we haven't said the L word yet, so
1: Right. She's... And so she's nervous to give him the kiss because what if it doesn't work mm-hmm. and it's not really true love and so of course she sings about it
0: also kissing an unconscious person is something you should be nervous about because that's kind of weird and not really cool most of the time but yeah we got to sing a song about it so uh one kiss it all comes down to this is what this song was all about um and it's really goofy like this whole this was basically like we're about to be serious for a while so let's do all this comedy now where Mm -hmm. she like picks him up and starts, like, weekend at Bernie's dancing with him, and,
1: yeah. Yeah, because there's one part where, like, as she's getting ready to kiss him, she, like, steps between his feet and, like, spreads his legs and it's like, what? What What's going on here? And then it's like, oh, so you can pick him up easier. Like, okay. I kind of get it now. But it was weird.
0: and And then... She does eventually work up the courage to kiss him, and he responds by snoring, and then she's like, oh, it didn't work, and then he we reveal that he's still pretending to sleep because, you know, maybe she'll try again, and then he, like, they giggle about it, and that's pretty much the end of that scene. Doug is alive now, but, you know, is not. he's very low on the list of important characters, so probably won't do anything else for the rest of this film. And then we cut back to all the dudes in the forest and they get attacked by Ben. But Ben has turned into Beast Ben at this point. Um,
1: and they try to calm him down. They have Carlos do it because uh, he's, he's the, good like, with animals. He's the dog master. yeah,
0: Right. And uh, they're like, whoa, what? Ben, what happened to you? And then I think Jay is like, that's Ben. I thought I recognized those pants. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So, but he's all upset because he has a thorn in his paw because we just throw that trope in here for half a second It's so like okay well we'll fix that and then jane shows up and she squirts some magic on him and that turns him back to normal
1: right she had the presence of mind when she was hiding in the enchanted lake to fill up a water gun um, mm-hmm. so she can you know super soaker her way out of this one and change him back but she can't totally change him back he still has his canines and his beard
0: yeah he grew a beard yeah just because i guess beast it is pretty funny though because he's like whoa what's going on and they're like well this has happened and this has happened and we'll explain it all details to follow and he's like well, but what about this and they're like DETAILS, like details to follow like don't you know what that means right and then he <laughs>
1: notices you know the bad guys that are with him it's like details mm, to but follow. that's follow. What... <laughs> exactly then we cut back to audrey in her cabin right and she gets mad at chad for whatever reason um uh, and she says she knows just what to do or whatever, uh, but then she gets mad at him and locks him in the closet and then wastes an evil laugh on that. Like locking up your henchman, <laughs> not time for the evil laugh.
0: <laughs> well, she's going to get jobbed out before too long. So right. You locked up, up the only
1: person trying to help you. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Wrong time.
0: And then we cut back to everybody else. Yeah. Um wherever we were with the birthday cake <laughs> and then we're all just eating the cake because what else are we going to do at this point and uh, while we're sitting here eating suddenly there's boards that start showing up on the house and it's like oh shit we're getting locked in here I guess magically because there's not anybody outside the house doing this they just right. are appearing so then we uh, Mal starts trying to do her rhyming couplet shit but she doesn't have the power for whatever reason right, because but- you can't break spells that come from the scepter oh right that was it um, even though we already broke the old hag spell by walking to another place and walking
1: back, <laughs> and we're going to break this one by just working together in a magic shell.
0: Right? We just hold hands and do a rhyming couplet together, and it's it's a right. tag and team rhyming says, couplets.
1: I guess my shell likes you, which is just a weird thing <laughs> right. to say.
0: Yeah, and me me missing the second film, I
1: you know missed the part
0: where uh, Uma has a shell power too that matches Mal's power.
1: Right, I mean, it's just like uh, Ursula, right? Has the shell where she catches Ariel's voice in it, or whatever, and like that makes
0: sense. Now that you mention
1: it, because um, she pretty much does that in the second one too. Like we redo the whole like uh, she tries to steal Ben, and they sing "Kiss the Girl," and Ben, you know, almost does. It's a whole thing. Is, do we? Did she give the Ember over here? Am I remembering that right?
0: Or is that not till later?
1: Um... Yeah, I think it's later, but I don't know. Next thing I've got is Ben and boys are back.
0: Yeah, they, they arrive. And uh, so we got finally everybody's together, which is like 12 fucking people at this point. You know, we're all all in the same place. And then we get uh, a reunion between like the like lowest tier romantic plot going on in this film, which is <laughs> Carlos and Jane who they get together, they get a big hug moment, and then Carlos is like, oh, I had this made for you with the 3D printer, and it's a necklace that says Jarlos, which is obviously <laughs> their names together, and he's like, well, I thought about going with Kane. Would you rather be Kane? <laughs> it's like, no, no, I like Jarlos. Okay, well, we are Jarlos. Right, he's really
1: insecure about the gift, but she's, she's excited about it. She's into it.
0: I mean, you wouldn't wear a necklace that said that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Um, so now everybody's together, and we know where to go. We're going to the secret cabin in the woods that no one knows where it's at. But we're, we're right. going there. So anyway. they
1: go there right away. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, no, because Ben knows where it's at because that's he got it. taken there. Yeah, every fairy godmother's day. Yeah, huh? Because you know they were hooking up in the cabin. You know before <laughs> before he met Mal. I don't think that's what was happening, especially since she lost him because she wasn't bad enough. Oh, I don't think yeah, that's what that's was going on there. Yeah, Mal would go all the way where uh, Audrey wouldn't, I believe is what we're implying there.
0: Uh, these kids are, at least half of them are still underage, I'm sure. We should probably move on. Um, so we get to the cabin and we find Chad. This is where I learned his name was Chad and went, was he this character from the first movie? Okay, because no one has the same haircut as the first movie, so I don't remember them anymore. But
1: <laughs> Well, it's he's... been a few years.
0: He is in a closet, they let him free, and they're like, whoa, what's going on? And he just runs to freedom, because he's like, ah, get me out of here, the door's open, I can leave. It's at this point that Mal's promises kind of start catching up to her, and uh, I don't know how this comes out. I think she just sort of comes clean, where she's like, you know. She's like, guys, I gotta tell you something. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not letting everybody over here, I'm actually going to close the bridge forever. And
1: no one will ever get to cross again
0: right so this upsets everybody in different ways you know they're all either disappointed or mad or betrayed or all of this but the person who seems to be hurt most by this is celia who you know is like either i'm not gonna see my dad again or you know i'm gonna be stuck over here you're know, stuck back on the island forever like this isn't gonna work so she gets really mad and she yanks the ember out of mal's hand and throws it in a bird bath that's just next to it so it's just like
1: oh shit and it can't get wet, or it'll go out, which it mm-hmm. does here. And this is around the time
0: I wrote, "Uh-oh, is it sad song time? We haven't had a sad song yet, and we actually kind of don't, because it's weirdly uplifting for this part of the film." But basically, right, she
1: goes from sad to like, "I can use the same song to convince those who are left to help me." So
0: right, so everyone hates Mal, and then everyone who hates Mal gets turned to stone
1: immediately. So she's all alone, and
0: then. She sings this song where it's just like, okay, well, this can fuel me to, you know, save the world and all this. I don't know.
1: It was it felt weirdly out of place. It is a pretty pretty hardcore villain move to turn all her friends against her and then turn them to stone. Like, <laughs> yeah, it seems like one would it right enough. Away. So wait until everyone hates her and then at that moment turn them all to stone.
0: So then in the middle of the song, she chases down Uma and is like, Uma, you got to help me. And Uma's like, no, fuck you. And then she keeps singing. So...
1: Right. Uma was also one of the most angry because she made that promise to her in exchange for the right. ember in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, and and at that point, knowing that they were not ever going to do that. So she right. know, straight up lied.
0: Right. And so
1: then we get a multiple
0: movie recap while this song is going on, <laughs> which was useful for me because I missed some in the middle. But yeah, so we get clips from the first and second movies and then and in the beginning of this movie, too, in case you forgot. And then yeah, and this in this recap we show a picture of Hades and it's like is he still in this movie? Uh, we haven't seen him in like an hour, but okay. And then we uh suddenly we're at the castle and that's where uh that's where Audrey is and she's got Celia there as well and she's holding her hostage at the top of the tower. And We didn't really see how she got up there, but yep. That's she's what's happened. Powers. She can yeah, teleport she, wherever she, she wants. She powered her up there. And then, uh uh-oh, it's time for, you know, we got to turn into a dragon again. It's dragon time for the big fight. And uh, it's basically uh, someone on a tower shooting lasers at a dragon who is, like, not breathing fire back at it, like you would expect a dragon to instead it's just a dragon holding a crystal and, like, shooting powers back (laughs) at her.
1: Hoping that the crystal will activate at some point.
0: She breathes fire on it, which I thought was a smart
1: idea, but didn't work. So she's not powerful enough, Hades warned her but then but it wouldn't work for her the same way it did for him
0: right but because semi phenomenal nearly cosmic powers but You're then right but then <laughs> i keep saying but then because i can't remember her name but then uma shows up and then she they join forces again and she chants shit at her and they they basically send like friendship right, shell energy lights up yeah, yeah <laughs> they send some friendship energy like the fucking care bears and that's how they're able <laughs> to recharge the crystal and when your powers combine <laughs> yeah and then so Mal wins the laser battle pretty much immediately. Like, we don't really draw this out either. It's just
1: zap. Well, we win. She's not an experienced villain. Like, she was in over her head from That's the start. That's true. And
0: then after the zap, she turns back into regular Audrey and just laying there dead. And now we feel bad for her. Um,. And then we get some, the weird recap of what Hades said earlier of like, you're not really me. You're only half me or something. So that's why you can't, the crystal doesn't work right for you. So I guess that's to explain why Mal can't just revive her because we later find out Hades can totally do that with just like zap, you're good to go. So.
1: Right. But Mal doesn't have it like that.
0: Right. So we have, we find out we have to go back and get Hades. We have to, we need
1: his help to do this. Um, which again, I thought that was going to be harder than it ended up being. It was just like, uh, well yeah, also whatever.
0: All the sleeping and stone people just wake up immediately, so the fairy godmother wakes up and goes, bippity boppity, what happened? Like, And also, when Ben wakes up, his beard has disappeared again, so.
1: Yeah, because all of the magic is undone, so his beard and and Mm -hmm. teeth are gone. Well, not gone, but the teeth are. (laughs) No teeth. (laughs) Yay, I'm glad we broke that spell. (laughs) Now the king is toothless.
0: So now we have a conversation around like uh Audrey's deathbed of just like you know some of us need to we got to go back, we got to get Hades and then some characters are like, "Well, I want to go back too because I want to be with my family and you know everything's going to be shut down, so fuck this." So basically, Celia is one of them, but there were more. I don't remember who all decided to go. And uh then everyone changes clothes cuz we're in another scene and you know <laughs> um Mal is in her like royal princess garb Wait, as I, opposed I to... thought of a thing okay. a thing
1: that happened so it's not just Celia that goes she also says Uma needs to go because the island owl needs protecting and Uma mm-hmm. is the most qualified to do that and she'll take good care of it and all that which is really shitty given what happens in the next scene <laughs> when Mal then decides she needs to be queen of both islands, and totally usurps Uma five minutes after she said, hey, you can run the other island.
0: You know, that is a fair point, and I didn't catch that, and I don't even know that Uma caught that, because she doesn't seem to no, hold a grudge no, about No,
1: she's happy at the end, like, oh, yeah, whatever, or maybe she's like, oh, you got me again, like, I knew it, because right after she got in trouble for not keeping her word and all this other, you know, bullshit that people mm-hmm. were mad at her about, then, like, yeah, you just go and run that other island. Hey, Ben, I was thinking, we need to Make sure we're king and queen of both islands.
0: I don't know if we're going to make a Descendants for due to the recent real-life deaths that happened. Yeah. But, uh,
1: <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it was the plan originally, anyway, but, yeah. yeah, But if
0: we did, that should be Uma's motivation. You fucked me over one too many times. So then, yeah, we change clothes and it's a new scene and Hades is just here. Like He shows up in the Royal Guard vehicle and he's in handcuffs and they just walk him into the room, basically. <clears throat> And this is when Hades actually makes a really good point where he says, like, uh, they, he asks, like, what what's going to happen with Audrey? And it's like, you know, we'll, well, she didn't mean it. You know, this was all a big accident. And he's like, oh, I get it when, you know, one of you guys nearly destroys the world. It's uh, it's just an error in judgment. But whenever it's one of us, you lock him up and throw away the key. Right. Like, yeah, that's actually a pretty good point to, like, the prejudices going on here. Um, but, yeah, he basically you know they he puts up his arms in the handcuffs and sort of everybody jumps back and he's like i need my hands to do this so they let him free and then he just yeah zaps her and she's alive again and then they walk him right back out of there in chains and you get sort of a sort of an awkward father-daughter kind of conversation with uh hades and mal in the hallway where it's like yeah we weren't in each other's lives but you seem nice now so maybe we can be friends and then at this point uh Hades actually hands mal the plot device, the ember and is like, "Oh, you know, I'm giving this up to you, you know you can have the power, and I trust you'll do the right thing with it so it was a pretty good you know symbol of trust that moment there, I guess, and then we cut to another big uh, ceremony where is this are we getting married? what were we doing here <laughs> I don't uh, know, I don't know what the yeah, point of this was I guess
1: so, or at <laughs> least announcing her as his betrothed i don't know right some sort of then, town gathering of just, right. we she waits until this. there's a big audience to yeah, say huh? i can't be the queen <laughs> It's like right <laughs> what are you doing like <laughs> but then she goes on to explain that i can't be the queen of just one island
0: <laughs> essentially but she says no i mean uh it's basically a big speech about moral ambiguity of just like yeah you know we couldn't have done this without some of the people from the villain island. And, you know, we just got taken down by one of someone from the hero island. Like, you know, people aren't all the way good or bad. You know, they we need to work together. So why don't we just all merge, basically? Which I was kind of surprised. Like, we waited three movies for that. Like, after we set up, there's an island of evil people. Let's do a whole movie and then keep them over there at the end of it. Right. You know? I think it, it just ended like, an exchange program as opposed to just, like, eh, tear down your borders, and it's like, no oh, maybe we'll <laughs> wait a while on that one. She makes this announcement, and then Carlos starts a slow slow clap, and then we cut to the the racist old lady. She's clapping, too, but you can see in her face, like, how she really feels about those people from the other island, but she's right. in a crowd, so she'll clap along, too.
1: Um, a giant bridge forms to reconnect the two islands everybody's all magical and wonderful
0: meets in the middle to dance on the bridge and the bridge has no right. railing so this is not a smart <laughs> idea on anybody's part while we're doing you know big break production number to yeah. follow yeah and then we sort of have uh you know like a party get together scene at the end where you know all the coupled up people you know get to meet and talk and uh, there's a joke about carlos and uh, jane where jane's like i'm really nervous to meet your mom and then the dog's like you think you're nervous i'm the most nervous and it's like yeah that's a funny joke but like also where are their parents exactly i mean other than not uh, in the film because we didn't pay right. them to be but like was that explained in the second one are they locked up in like villain jail or is <laughs> maleficent still a lizard yeah, whatever. And then there's a conversation even at the end where they're like, uh, I don't know, they said something about like, do you guys miss him? And it's like, yeah, I miss him. You think we should go see him or something like that? And it's like, yeah, we'll always be rotten to the core. And then they run across the bridge.
1: Yeah, and- that's the, the post credit scene. Is that what that was? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like
0: are we bringing them back? I mean, we're not doing another film because the whole time I was like, are we going to have like a cameo? No, we didn't pay these actual stars like Kathy and Jimmy to show up for that. So,
1: uh, right but they did uh after the post-credit scene do a nice uh tribute video to Cameron did you stick around for that
0: I did st- that's when I because my next
1: note says shit he fucking died so oh yeah and that's yeah. when I texted you I so. imagine that was that was a little dark for you then
0: yeah well yeah pretty somber it was clips of him with like Michelle Obama who was apparently on a Disney show once so I don't yeah I was out of the loop on that one too but yeah sad stuff and then that's the end of the film so um overall you know put pushing all that sad stuff away at the moment um <laughs> i did enjoy this movie more than the first one it was a lot less like hokey and silly and it was more like okay here's an actual plot where shit's happening and the music was overall better i'd say so
1: yeah i think uh, the music was definitely better i think the allure for the first one was like this is so crazy that i can't wait to talk about how crazy this is right um and that's not really a thing in this one. Like I'm no. kind of used to this world by the third yeah, one. And I like, mean,
0: it's more like a, I'm in danger of actually getting invested at this point. So <laughs> Right. But, and you know, some of the jokes were like act- actually funny. Like I laughed at some, some of the lines here. So I don't remember doing that in the first movie. I think I only laughed at stuff I wasn't supposed to laugh at. So, right.
1: I figured we were picking new kids because we were going to like keep the series going with different, you know, since I, these other ones are getting yeah. kind of old But then we didn't give those kids anything to do in this movie, so we didn't really set that up in any way.
0: Right. It's a bit of an odd choice. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what their plans are for Disney. I don't know how many high school musicals they made either. It might have just been three. Maybe that's a a trilogy thing, so... I don't know. Never saw one of them. Me neither. Maybe in three or four years, there'll be some new horrible Disney (laughs) musical television event that be a whole new world with a whole new plots, but overall I enjoyed these. I'm never going to go back and watch probably any of them, but especially the second one that I didn't see, but you know, for a dumb tween television event, like I got pretty invested and in it. it was a fun time. So
1: yeah, yeah, it's good stuff.
0: Hopefully if they made you made another one. I'd watch it. Hopefully you all are still invested in our podcast, especially if there were any new fans checking this out. Cause we're doing a fun, currently relevant thing. Um, That won't be happening for long, so (laughs) we'll be jumping back to, you know, the Disney films of the 80s and 90s soon, but those are kind of evergreen on the internet, so... But if you did enjoy us, my name is Jake and that is Dustin. And this podcast is called Dudes Watch Disney. We have a Twitter, which is uh, at Disney Dudes PC, because the PC stands for podcast. And we have an email address that you can send your thoughts and feelings on these films to, or just, you know, hate mail if you want, whatever. (laughs) We we don't get any mail, so anything's accepted. So
1: any news is good news. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that'd be dudes watch disney at gmail.com and uh if you really enjoyed it hey tell a friend leave a review all that fun podcasty type stuff and check out you know all our episodes we've reviewed 21 main timeline disney animated movies as well as a bunch of dumb bonus episodes in between we just did the secret of Nim for the hell of it so and
1: we'll do more things you know we're crazy yeah
0: worth checking out and now i think i'm gonna transition to by the way we have a b show <laughs> on this show for the credits and it's a little thing called talking snack yum yum talking snack. Talkin snack
1: yeah yeah talking snack yum yum talking snack uh-huh. let's talk about
0: some snacks hey welcome back to talking snack everybody me and dustin finally tried the damn tacos at burger king so, and not only that, serendipitously, we did it on the same day without discussing it first.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess at the same time. Like, uh, I was in the drive-through line when I texted you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I had just finished eating mine, so,
1: oh, so you know, within a random, within thirty minutes of each other. Then
0: a random Thursday afternoon, we were both just man. It was Wednesday. We finally got. No, our... no, it was Thursday. It was... You're right. I was off on Thursday, so it was yeah, Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all, was that the only thing you got, or did you do what I did and go? Let me get my regular Burger King meal, yeah, and also one of these one yeah. dollar the regular
1: thing, and then added that. You know, lately, uh, we've been each getting the uh, me and my wife have each been getting the uh, the two cheeseburger meal, uh, which mm. is lovely, um, and, and then cheap. the ten piece nugget to split.
0: To split, nice. So, so you did that. We did and that. Also,
1: split one taco. We discussed whether we each wanted our own taco or if we wanted to split one. We settled on splitting one, um, so I only ate half of one. I don't know if that's going to be an issue for this episode.
0: I'd say I was surprised by the Burger King taco because I thought I knew exactly what it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like an old El Paso-ass crunchy taco shell with some shitty meat in it and some cheese and sauce. Like At best, it would taste exactly like Taco Bell. At worst, it would taste like a worse version of that. And that's not really what I got. Now I know Jack in the Box does tacos. We don't really have those around here, so that's not a, I know they a thing like I've actual, ever
1: experienced. Like sandwich cheese in them, like square cheese goes in their tacos, I'm pretty sure.
0: That's that's odd to me, but could be good. Um, I'm gonna
1: try it next time I get a kit box.
0: <laughs> Why not? That's also what Dustin calls boxes of taco shells. A kit box. So. But this was a much different experience than I expected. It was a very greasy, and yeah. I I felt like the shell actually tasted like if you took a, a tortilla shell and fried it like at your house, like it would, you know, and you pan fry it, and it's like really thin and uh, you know kind of soggy with the grease, and it's yeah, you know, it was actually pretty good. And yeah, I really like now it. my my taco was pretty light on the cheese. I don't know if that's just how they do it or if it's uh, you know. Yeah. They just kind of did it real quick and didn't. I didn't get much of a cheese taste. Yeah, no,
1: I think I had cheese. Mine was really light on the lettuce, which hmm. fine with me. Who cares?
0: Anyway. <laughs> right, that's just filler in a taco anyway.
1: Right, it's not that's, really bringing uh, anything to the dance.
0: But yeah, it was greasy and it had this little spicy sauce on it, and I was on board. I, if I go to Burger King again, I'll probably get another one. I think so me too. That's a rousing endorsement from uh, these two loser dudes with a podcast about (laughs) junk food and disney television specials
1: uh it is my last week of summer vacation uh with if you're Mm -hmm. new to the show uh i'm a teacher so get summers off um you know try to do fun and fun things in the summer
0: just basically off the wagon
1: (laughs) yes and so this week you want to explain your tab at the cheesecake factory well I'm, i'm gonna build up to that so this week i've just sort of had the uh the week of just getting in everything that makes me feel good, uh, eating wise. <laughs> uh, so we started this week, um, uh, with, uh, we had a big family birthday party for our grandmother. And so we got, uh, there was fried chicken and, uh, what, mac and cheese and all kinds like potato casserole, like all kinds of great stuff. Had more of that again, yeah. uh, leftovers the next day, uh, but also, uh, went and tried the uh, the Reaper Ranch. Uh, oh yeah, steak at Taco Bell, at another Taco
0: promotional Bell. item. I had that oh, too. It's, it's good.
1: I thought it was just kind of okay. It was a whole lot of sauce for like maybe ten fries. Like it was just like yeah. Also, but I thought you get it was gonna steak be steak in there instead of yeah, ground beef. I thought it was gonna be bigger than it was too. I was yeah, expecting it, it to be, like, cool. Nachos Bel Grande size, and it was, like, whatever the next one down nacho yeah, Not is. Nachos Supreme size. Yeah, so I was a little bummed by that.
0: I thought it basically tasted like you poured, like, Flamin' Hot Cheetos on top of something. Like, yeah, that's what the sauce tasted like. and I don't like Flamin' like. Hot
1: Cheetos, so that was just kind of, eh, for me. Then Tuesday we went to On the Border, um, which was lovely. Um,
0: don't know if those are everywhere, but great sure shitty chain, Tex-Mex like, chain, yeah, at yeah. least in the, in this part of the country.
1: Um. Wednesday, we went to the lake, so that meant a couple uh, eaten out. Then yesterday was the day of the Burger King trip that the that we already talked about, plus the uh, trip to Cheesecake Factory, the nearest one being about two and a half hours away, mm-hmm. where between the two of us, my wife and I spent over $100 with no alcohol, so...
0: <laughs> I mean, expensive restaurant, that's a place you can do it to, but... Still, yes. man.
1: Well, if you get two appetizers <laughs> and two desserts and then two entrees and two soft drinks. I've gone drinks.
0: to a steakhouse and not spent $100 before. Right.
1: Well, I think it was like 82 and then with tip was, you know, over 100 So, mm. I bet it was good. Yeah,
0: y'all drove five hours in one day to go to Cheesecake Factory and Ikea.
1: <laughs> Ikea, I mean, I guess I suppose the main reason for the trip was the Ikea stuff, but yeah
0: ikea what do they think of next have yeah. you ever eaten at their restaurant in the store uh
1: it is uh pretty good and surprisingly cheap
0: yeah i read something about that like they it's some like mandate that they need to be cheaper than like whatever else is in the area or something i don't know i read a headline and didn't learn the details of it and now i'm i'm
1: saying it to the world so <laughs> that's i don't remember what i new, got now that's how news I, works in i think i got like chicken cordon blue or something um and, like, some chocolate cake, and it was, like, four bucks or something crazy.
0: I think I've only had their meatballs, but they they good. I'm into them. Do you get the keks? I don't know what that is, so probably the, not.
1: Well, they don't have it in the cafeteria. It's, like, the little little cookie things under the different letters. Mm, I can't remember. Probably. If it was a cookie, I probably ate it. Yeah, it's they come in a box. You know, they kind of taste like you remember the cookies they used to have at McDonald's and like the Happy Meals. Yeah, Yeah, it kind of tastes like those. Yeah. Okay. Do they
0: still do those? I haven't had cookies in McDonald's. I know they have like
1: chocolate chip cookies and stuff. Yeah, they have like big ass
0: cookies. Yeah, I don't know. Wendy's does that too. I've gotten their cookies on a few occasions. (laughs) I also, I can't remember if I said this on a talking snack, but I went into a Wendy's on a hot day looking for a soda, and then I realized that a large soda and a large frosty were the same price, so it's like, well, (laughs) you've sold me, Wendy's, (laughs) let me eat a quart of ice cream and then go back to walking in the hot sun, so. Oh, no. mm Mm-hmm.
1: I was fine. Food week continued uh, today, though, with the trip to Little Caesars, uh, which was two more meals, plus the fried Oreos, the aforementioned (laughs) fried Oreos, so... You know,
0: didn't even know nice you week. could get those not at a fair
1: yeah well plus you left your ice cream here so that paired nicely with the fried oreos
0: <laughs> yeah i heard you tried to send that with mom
1: to get to me and it's like it's ice but cream it, like
0: it's a long drive well, it's more it than one long I thought, drive like
1: we were gonna try to be good and then that didn't happen but <laughs> so it's gone still well no I, I, well it could be <laughs>
0: <laughs> i uh made a stouffer's lasagna the other night which i haven't had in a while and something's yeah. weird about it i don't know maybe the audience is into what stouffer's is doing with their lasagna if they're hardcore talking snack fans i bet they are but there's it something like the
1: about freezer is that where you? no because it
0: was no? new there's something about the sauce had like a different tang to it than i was used uh... to and it, i don't know i don't know what you did stouffer's maybe i just got a weird one but if you changed it on me i'm not a fan
1: those are frustrating because anyway, like even if you follow the instructions sometimes and preheat everything like you're supposed to, it can still be like stone cold in the middle for no reason. Like
0: I I didn't have that problem. I actually got a little burnt on the top with the uh right. the but cheese, it
1: can but that does happen sometimes where it like kinda of burns on the edges sometimes but it's still cold in the middle. How well, can you those stofers people? They're bad but people.
0: Me, me and my son have been eating it the past two days. He was pretty into mm. it too, so <laughs> Well, it's, uh, 1130, which is two hours past my bedtime already, so, uh, we're gonna wrap this up, so thanks again for listening, everybody. Uh, I'm Jake. I'm Dustin. And we're dudes and talking snacks, and we didn't do the first log-off, so I don't know what we do for the snack log-off, so we'll just do them at the same time. Ready? Snacks. Snacks and dudes. Dudes. Dude snacks.
2: Snacking on dudes. Wait. Snack doodles. <laughs> Hey guys, sorry if this audio sucks. I'm outside on my back porch recording it into my Bluetooth headset. If you guys enjoyed this podcast, first of all, thank you. Second of all, uh, we hope you stick around. We've been doing this thing for about three years now, and we put a lot of work into it. and uh, We're pretty proud of it. If you enjoyed, say, this Descendants 3 episode, maybe check out our review of the first one. Or if you enjoy any Disney classic, we've reviewed most of them at this point. Go back and check out Cinderella, or Lady and the Tramp, or The Jungle Book great one if you'd like to see a nice recap episode we do those every 10 and uh, we go over our rankings then so our most recent one was after our 20th episode our season 2 finale we like to call it and of course if you like what you hear uh, we recommend you tell a friend or uh, leave a review online or most importantly just subscribe and keep listening because we're gonna keep making these uh, you can also always follow us on twitter at disney Dudes PC. the pc stands for podcast or you can send us an email at dudeswatchdisney at gmail.com and that's it for me. Stick around. Uh, I think we got another bonus episode coming later, but then our next main timeline episode is going to be The Little Mermaid. So you don't want to miss that one, and I'll see you then. Bye. I won't actually see you because this is an audio podcast, and you won't see me either outside of in the thumbnail art, I guess. But uh, that's really neither here or there.